All right, everybody, welcome to, yeah, we're good, episode number 72 of the Jankity Ass Podcast. Once again, with me and Tom, we got some more uh, fresh mater- fresh-ish material coming at you. Technically recorded last week, but you know, whatever. And again, a day late, but next week is going to be on time, fortunately. So, uh, let's see, once again, I don't have any beer. I, well, I'm dealing with uh, some bullshit at home but i do have some good news i started a uh, i got a full-time job starting uh next week here so my schedule is going to be a little bit better mostly because i'm being paid more for for uh for one thing and i don't have to rely on outside work as much or working at nights or anything like that but i'm still going to be working at nights too but i will be setting a time setting a time setting aside time for you guys still so uh, let's see what else. Also, uh, let's see. I did just get in my new backdrop that I'm going to be using. And then these panels will be uh, up against the walls or something like that. Well, they actually do some real soundproofing use as they're supposed to. But we'll see. I, I still I still have to uh, buy some stuff to redo the, um, uh, whatchamacallit, the PVC pipes that I got on this thing. Actually, I think I need some more pipes in general. Maybe. No, I don't. I, I got enough, I think. I'll double check later. Anywho, uh, what I do have for you guys... Well, okay. Also, before before I move on, if you haven't done so already, go to the corner, like and subscribe, Multibrity Media. That is the YouTube channel that you're watching right now. You'll get this playlist, the Jankity Ass Podcast, which is the video format. Uh, or if you'd rather just listen, you know, like when you're driving or whatever, this podcast is available on every major podcasting platform. So that's your iTunes, your Spotify, yada, 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 all that stuff. But here on YouTube, if you subscribe, you'll also get the Gutsy S Gamer. That is my video games and Twitch and stuff like that, which I'm going to be redoing the little format a little bit later. You won't see that for a couple months, but I do have episodes uh, loaded up already for the next few weeks and i got some more that i still have to uh you know go ahead and do so i just didn't want to do everything all at once uh let's see and last but not least you will get the Pontius paint booth which is all my uh, hobbies and painting mostly 40k i got uh a bunch of stuff i'm working on still but then including commissions and stuff but then it's gonna then i'm gonna have a bunch of videos uploaded so that's still kind of on break a little bit but there's more coming so stay tuned there and uh let's see last but not least stay tuned to the end of the episode you will see the uh what should i call it the card with all my uh socials on there all the links to all my stuff so that's you know my facebook instagram tiktok.com which reminds me i gotta edit some reels real soon here but i just uploaded some more for y'all and let's see what i do have today is some articles which i'm, I'm actually kind of liking the idea of just putting them in right away at the beginning at, le- at least in this case just because I, I don't have like any uh uh beer or whatever or yeah I'll, I'll do them right away at the beginning so i got, i've only got a few for you this time well, I mean, there, there are always a few, but I don't have as much. So what I'm starting off with today, 
Bank of America has been illegally shorting AMC stock. So this is uh, after you know all the news about how AMC, or basically like how stock shorting has been sort of revealed to work, and how or or not work, I guess depending on who you are, and about how a lot of investors have been, uh, or not so much investors, but a lot of uh, hedge funds have been basically you know, shorting businesses, which, you know, tends to put them out of business, but it makes them a lot of money. And apparently it turns out that a actual bank has been doing this. Fortunately, I, for one, am not a Bank of America user. So whatever happens here won't affect me unless other banks are doing the same. And then maybe that's just kind of coming down the pipe. So, you know, cross my fingers. Up next, more money. This one's, this one's fun. A hamster has been trading cryptocurrencies in a cage rigged to automatically buy and sell tokens since June and is currently outperforming the S&P 500. So basically what somebody did is, yeah, there's a nice little diagram there. And you can see that, well, there, there's a couple cameras set up and I guess this uh, tube here goes to whatever where wherever the hamster normally lives and it's made to uh be cleaned out or whatever and i guess the idea is that the hamster will run on this little wheel from time to, or whenever it does because it, it, it's just doing its own thing you know th this this isn't being prompted by like the user or whatever but um so this wheel here has a few well around it it has like a bunch of switches or, or not not switches connections around the wheel that basically depending on whatever position the wheel ends up after the hamster's done running that's crypto that that is the uh, the currency that's in use and then uh, it has these two tunnels one <coughs> one is to buy and sell i guess it's like a motion motion sensor based thing underneath and you know it's basically just automatic it's all guesswork or, well, not even guesswork, just what, whatever the fucking hamster wants to do. And apparently it's been doing it pretty well. I think they said he started off with something like a thousand bucks in cash and just kind of went from there. Yeah, it's pretty insane. But uh, Let's move on to something more movie related. This one's surprisingly recent. Andy Serkis was devastated to read about Snoke's fate in the Last Jedi script. Horribly devastated. Which, uh, if you haven't seen the movie by now already, you should know that. Basically, he gets cut in half with a a lightsaber without realizing it. Even though he should use tricked. Those damn, uh, not Sith, but uh, Knights of Ren. And our good old boy, Kylo Ren. You should have already seen this by now. You've seen the movie, but... Yeah, I get it. I mean... Because... Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he... He doesn't really have a lot of, uh... Like, living characters at the moment. All, all of his major characters are dead. I mean, Gollum, dead. Uh, I don't know about Planet of the Apes. I have never saw any of the more recent ones, but I know he played... Uh... One of them. Snoke, dead. Uh, Dr. Claw in Marvel, 
dead. Shortly after this one, I think. I, I'd i have to double check the, um, whatchamacallit, the dates, but... Yeah, so they're all, all dead. All of these guys are dead, basically. But I, I'm sure he'll get around to playing something new later on. And last but not least for today... So it's kind of good. Disney and Scarlett Johansson settle Black Widow lawsuit. So she got some money, I guess, or a favorable sum or whatever, out of courts. And this is again over the um, what should we call it? The way the way that Disney handled the um, having a goddamn it, what's the word? A hybrid release of the two movies or of of her movie over uh theatrical and streaming and the problem being is that they um well they, they promised that it wasn't going to be a hybrid release like it was still just going to be theatrical and uh and they they didn't bother trying to uh renegotiate with her to allow for uh streaming um like revenue or what, what's the word royalties is what I'm thinking of. So she took him to court, and I guess they kind of figured this out. Which I don't know. In in a, in a way, it kind of sucks because, well, like, like we said before, if they're willing to screw over, you know, someone like Scarlett, they're going to screw over anybody underneath. And while a settlement does kind of help, the fact that there it's not like a um an actual repercussion in court, you know, it, it's still kind of like like they still sort of got away with it, in a way. You know, I mean, there, there's no there's no uh, legal precedent for future cases, at least in this case. But I don't know, whatever. At least for her, I guess it's okay. So, all right, coming back in. So that's all the articles I got for you now. I'm gonna have some more loaded up here for next week, actually, which I'm gonna do right now, just so I don't have to do it later. Well, the uh, what was the opposite of procrastination? I don't. I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not, well, I actually, technically I am doing it today, but next week's going to be early. So I will go ahead and leave you now and go back to me and Tom and the rest of the episode. So here you go. Are you listening to this show and thinking, man, I'd like to start a podcast, but I don't even know where to start? Well, Buzzsprout has the answers for you. Buzzsprout is a podcast hosting service that provides a number of valuable resources to help you on your podcasting career path. For one, Buzzsprout offers indefinite hosting of all your episodes and allows you to host as much material as you want, depending on the type of subscription that you opt for. Buzzsprout also provides a means for getting your show hosted to every major podcasting platforms such as iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, you name it. In addition, Buzzsprout also provides various means to get your show monetized through various sponsorship and affiliate programs, links to other paid hosting platforms such as Patreon and YouTube, and your own personal newsroom to learn all the tips and tricks for optimizing your podcast for the greatest return on your investment. If you're hearing all this and you're still interested, you can go to my link below and receive an, and receive an Amazon gift card for starting a podcast hosting subscription 
that you'll receive on the second billing period of your podcast journey. Everyone has something to share, and there's no time left to present. Join Buzzsprout today. I mean, they were all kind of stupid in one way or another. I, I've never, ever had a good experience with fraternity aside from watching Animal House. That is it. Like, Animal House created this kind of ideal of what a fraternity is, of this, like, goofy party, whatever, right? And then every other time, I just feel like it's just a bunch of jackasses who get together and have, like, like really stupid fun. parties and get mad. Yeah, fun. yeah exactly their definition of fun it's just like stupid shit i remember this guy was telling me he's like i was he's in grad school but like he had been part of a fraternity and he always talked about his like fraternity brothers his fraternity brothers and i'm like dude you talk about these people like they're your family and he's like yeah they are my family and they're my fraternity blah blah, blah. And he's like you know i was like okay it's one thing if you're like part of the same fraternity and use it for networking but it's like it's like if that's the case, just use it as a talking point. Don't make it like your whole freaking identity. Like I remember, he t- like he told me the story. I forget the details, but like he had to like, take care of something, or like he was ho- he was helping host even though he was a grad and not a senior anymore. Mm. And he was like, and then like there was this whole drama thing, and he had to take care of it. And it was all on his shoulders. I was like, this is why. Because if you come off as the guy who's like, I'm gonna fix everything, I'm gonna handle everything then you're going to get fucked every single time. Everyone's just going to like default to you or be like, oh, I don't know, or nothing gets done and it all sucks. Like, and how do I know that? Because I, for years, was always the roommate that handled everything. I was basically the dad and said, all right, give me this money, this money, this money, and I'll handle everything. And I did it just because I liked having control. But then at the end of the day, I was like, man, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I want other people to do this crap. Screw having control. <laughs> And I'm assuming you also weren't like the president or the treasurer or anything like that, dude. No, I was just talking about who's actually having supposed roommates. to. Oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm just like I'm just yeah. talking about like having general ass roommates, not even like True. being part of some kind of thing like that. Fuck no. But the thing of it is, I also know myself well enough where I came to that opinion because I went to a college without that kind of shit, and then was able to get older and then judge it. And guarantee to you if i had grown up around that environment i would have thought it was the coolest shit and i'd be like this total fucking loser now like i would i could have gotten trapped in that life that could have been me you mean like pff, we'll play warhammer it's dude i would I never mean, have gotten into cool, but <laughs> yeah yes i mean it's not gaming just kind of suck each other's days so it's not really a big deal but oh. now i am going to the uh rt this weekend Oh, nice. Even though it's probably only going to be like four people, it sounds like. Uh, they've, been, they've been doing a better job of getting more and more people on Saturdays. I think the fall and winter times are better. Um, I want to go, but I probably won't be able to because kids. But if my I'm wife sure there's decides, a lot of things you want to do. Dude, <laughs> dude, you have no idea. There are so many times where it's like, oh, I have this really good investment play I can do. And I'm like, wait, no kids. I need to make sure we have money in case it goes shits up as opposed to me just not having a savings account. Because <laughs> I've had not a savings account for my entire life. But now that I have kids, it's like, well, I got to make sure I have something back there just there in go. case. But yeah, it looks like it's uh, 
Right now it's just five people, including well, Adam, so four people. That and then Jackson's um, the other guy on our team. Yeah. Um what Maybe. is it? Uh I know that um I know that a lot of people don't just pre register to the app. They tend to show up the day of, so I know there's a bunch of people who do that, so you know, you could get lucky. I I, I bet there'll be at least ten people. Ten people minimum. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. It, it, and ho hopefully this will be the time that I don't completely forget my whole entire unit of immortals at home. That would be good. So, it's called it's called yeah. setting up your. It's called. I do this every time. I, I get battle scribe, and I get my bag of shit, and I go through battle scribe. And I'm like, yeah, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. The most I've ever not brought is a single model. It's still astounding to me to this day that that's the worst that I've not brought. No, one time I forgot yeah. a tank. <laughs> one, time, one time I forgot a whole ass hammerhead. Do I still remember uh, the one when, uh, what was it? Yeah, it's SoCal, when Miles didn't know about the uh, rule of three. Oh, yeah. And he had to remember panic. that? Yeah. Yeah, he had to like panic swap, but it ended up like being really good for him. And he was like, I'm really glad I did that because this is a way better list. <laughs> what was it? He, he just got like a. Another Thunderfire, I believe. Yeah, wasn't so he, it? Yeah, yeah, he ended up running three Thunderfires instead of two because he ran four of something else he couldn't, and it ended up being like a way a better list. Yeah, it ended up being yeah. a way better list for him. He teched in, like he ended up teching into something that ended up being huge later in that edition, which was hilarious. And now that entire army's gone. <laughs> yeah, pretty as, much. Hey, that, I mean, as well as that general, for all we know. Yeah, boy, boy got pistol whipped into the next millennium. But uh, no, no, what what happened? In, again. Yeah, right. No, what what happened in my case was because like I I took everything out that wasn't painted at uh, all, and I kind of I, I I worked on most of the stuff up to the point where like all the major details were done, but I just forgot about the immortals. Yeah, and they they never entered my mind until like. Like a, d a couple days after the tournament, like I just saw, I saw him sitting on my table and I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> Whoops. That's pretty funny. I am debating on if I want to get that uh that Black Templars box. That looks like so. it could be pretty freaking solid. I don't know. I think it just depends on the army rules. Obviously, I mean that's always a factor, right? But like, I don't know. It could be solid. It could be legit. Um. I mean, especially, too, because they have, like, basically the first version of Primaris Scouts, you know, Neophytes. That's kind of cool. Um, Hopefully the only version. Yeah, I know, right? Maybe. I don't know. No, they'll they, they'll Primarisify everything eventually. They'll never truly get rid of the first-gen Space Marine stuff, or third-gen, I should say. But, um, but no, it's... It'll, it's gonna... You're not gonna see anything new or supported for it. It's all, it's gonna be all Primaris all the time. Hell yeah, as as it, as it should be, as it should be. But my thing is the the only thing I don't really care for is that uh, is the old Redemptor in there. You mean the thing I'm literally painting right now? Yeah, fuck that <laughs> thing. <laughs> hey man, I've I've got a newfound like for this thing. I, I I haven't specifically worn one yet, but I did some numbers and like looked at some stats. It's like not bad now. It's like pretty good for what it does for its cost. Mm. And it's Beefy. My new list is just beef. Just lots of beef. 
I don't know. I, I yeah, maybe I will try it out. Plus, I mean, at, at the very least, I guess I could like do it up for uh, another episode. Oh yeah, it's actually it's a, fun, it. it's a fun model to paint too. So far, what was that? I also have uh, I have one of the uh, what what what's the one where it's not a real dreadnought, but it's just a dude sitting in there. Oh, and Victor. Yeah, I got yeah, I got I one have, of those I that have, I still have to do up. Yeah, I've got like three of those boys. That was uh, my Iron Hands list that I ran at SoCal. It was a forward. It was a forward gang rush of Invictors with a, uh, with a bunch of um, infiltrators. I think it was infiltrators, and I had whirlwinds too. And the Scorpius whirlwinds before they were nerfed. Dude, that list fucking murdered some people. It was amazing. And then I ran into knights, and it was like goodbye five and one, hello four and two, my old friend. <laughs> I think I did a. Yeah, I, I, did, I did knights at that one too. No, I was playing Chaos back then. Oh, yeah, you yeah. were running the, the Possess Bomb, right? No, I was doing the, uh, it was the Triple Discos. Oh, Triple Disco, that's right. And uh, a bunch of uh, Obliterators or whatever. I, just other... I, remember, I remember that list. Oh, yeah, and, and I had the uh, the chain guns and the drill. That was a good time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the termite. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. That was a fun list you had. Dude, I, I, I do feel bad because, like, my last opponent was Knights. And, oh, yeah. like, he just did not understand how the uh, discordance worked. Oh, no. And so you just wrecked his Yeah, I, I, like, like, I remember, like, first turn, he came at me with a gallant and I just, like, swallowed it. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I eat vehicles. <laughs> yeah, he was just kind of a bit of a sad boy after that, but you know. Yeah. Then he started sad emo boy music. So I, I I paid too, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really. I don't really do the friendly games. I mean, I'll be friendly enough if you're not an asshole, but. I'm not like, oh, I'm going to pull my punches. I'm like, no, I am going to grind you down to the ground, but I'm not going to be a jackass about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean you, you notice that like, that's like what most people's idea, whenever somebody says, like, oh, if this is a friendly game, as in like, oh, why aren't you letting me do whatever I want? Yeah, exactly. It's like, because there's a rule book. Yeah, there's a rule book, and last I heard... <laughs> and I'm better at this than you are. Yeah, <laughs> it's, got, it's, got the word, it's got the word tournament in it, so... um. Yeah, I don't really accept your premise. But yeah, and I'm just I'm also excited to see like what all the uh, the new uh, Templar characters do because they, they they have like two other special characters in there now. Yeah, or character types. They were saying like yeah, cause, like for the uh, uh, what you call it, like the Marshal and the Castellan. I know like both of the uh, descriptions that I saw I was like they're kind of like lieutenants. But they yeah. also have lieutenants. So, it could be that maybe yeah. they're like they're like special versions of lieutenants, because like something that I think would be kind of cool would be like if they made it so certain Black Templar characters can recite a litany even if they're not a chaplain. So basically, you get a bunch of chaplain bonuses all across your army, even though you technically only have like maybe one or two chaplains. Or maybe like uh, I could see if one was like a. Uh like a beacon for a litany or something like that. Oh yeah, for, for sure. Or just like auto litany or something like that. 
or litany expander. I don't know. I mean, there's any number of things they can do. I'm curious what they do with Grimaldus, though. I would assume that he would still give the uh, invulnerable bubble. Yeah, probably. I would assume so. He still has like the, his little uh, his little ships that follow him around too. Yeah. So. That was funny. I saw me where it was like, bro, can I at least have a turn with the pole? Why do I got to lug around this giant piece of rock? What was uh? Fuck. What what, what was the joke of that in uh, Life of Brian? I haven't seen that one in so long. Oh, dude, I don't even remember either. It's like, get your own Jesus. Something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Speaking of movies, actually, Jim, mm. you saw Shang Chi yet? No, I haven't got a chance oh. to escape yet. That was a good one. And I, I, I might wait till it's just streamable on Disney Plus, which I think is actually the end of this month. Yeah, since it was, soon. yeah. So there, so there is that. So I, I did see movie. Oh, what was it? I saw something good recently. Did I, say, did I tell you I saw Kate? That Netflix movie? Uh-uh. So it's like... I'll check uh, it's, that one out. It's this assassin played by Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead who I will kiss the ground she walks on because I think she's gorgeous. Um, and she plays this assassin in Tokyo on a job. And this is this is literally the, the, the tag of the movie, so it's not a spoilers necessarily. But she gets poisoned. And she has 24 hours to figure out and get revenge, etc. Mm. Kind of plays like a girl power John Wick, but like in a really good way. Like she's her own character, you know, like she's she's not just like a, the movie isn't just a style knockoff to make you feel like you're something in the same universe. It's just like, oh, yeah, here's it's this badass assassin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's here's this like for example uh, a movie that did that was um, Gunpowder Milkshake. So Gunpowder Milkshake has got Karen Gillian in it, and it was a fun movie. It was it was it was stupid. It was fun, but it felt like it was supposed to be like Girl Power or John Wick, and it had some great scenes in it, and it had some really awesome good moments. But it, it still felt like it was trying to be something else than itself, even in certain moments. And um, I was like. I was like, I was like, oh, this movie's like a solid B, but like it could have been really close to an A minus. Like Kate A is an, is an A. Like I totally loved that movie. Um, it felt like it was its own thing, and it had its own version of like the the ridiculous moment of of being like, you know, it's clearly own movie with also these over the top action scenes, but without overdoing it or being too too much. Like nobody, for mm. example, nobody was clearly like another John Wick esque film but it was also very much its own film like and the character felt like very much his own character you know so it kind of that's, that's my sense on that it kind of seems like they saw birds of prey and were just like we want you to do that but you're the main uh lady or whatever was birds of prey even worth it i don't i remember yeah I remember it was a good wanting, movie I wanted to see it because of her, honestly. I, yeah, yeah, she played uh, their own version of the Huntress, which is non-canonical, of course. Yeah, but well. you know, whatever. 
And I, I think I think I remember seeing that they wanna do like a series with the girl who played uh uh the canary. Black Canary mm. as like her own thing. The like Black Canary from the Green Arrow show or Black Canary from that? From that. Okay. Yeah, the that CW stuff that's Yeah, it's all popular bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Although they could just say it's a uh, another universe. Right. As yeah. they do. No, I mean they as they do. I mean they've got Flashpoint. They, I mean they've got the Flash to to create their own multiverse if they need it. True. And I, I know that uh the Robert Pattinson Batman is just going to be you know they're like, "Oh, that's just Earth 2." Yeah. Like, All right. <laughs> cool, man. Which is is canonical. Of course. Yeah. So, there you go. There you go. I mean, it it still kind of strikes me as funny as like DC versus Marvel starting back since Iron Man 1. Like DC's like, "All right, so we just released a bunch of sweet ass Nolan films. What do you got?" It's like, "All right, well, we got John Favreau and Iron Man 1 and 2 and Captain America." Oh, uh well, we got this new thing. And then they're like, "Oh, we're going to continue expanding our universe. Here's a couple new movies." Oh, well, we got this new thing, and it's like, I feel like they just totally missed the fact that people love the world building shit, especially when it culminates in like, "What If" that that Disney Plus show, which is so freaking good. Like, yeah, it's definitely getting better. Oh my gosh, Uh, the last couple episodes have been amazing, and I can't. I'm not going to spoil anything, obviously, but it's just been so dope to watch, and part of the reason why it's so fun to watch and it's got these cool moments is because there's this huge buildup behind it. I mean, you could watch it and get some enjoyment out of it, but when you go through everything to get to that final point of being like, holy shit, what is happening? Like, it's that's when it gets really cool. That's when, like, the universe feels really just interconnected and fleshed out and everything. And it makes you excited for other shit, too. Like, it makes me excited for, um, fucking, what's its name? Uh, Multiverse of Madness or, oh, yeah. or uh, No Way Home or anything like that. Um, uh, I I still have not seen the new Venom movie yet. I know that that's out. I did. It was oh, like, yeah? it's it, kind of dumb. I heard I heard it. Yeah, <laughs> I heard it's the movie's like, eh, and then it has like a an insane stinger at the end of the credits or in the credits. Apparently, there's an after credit scene, which oh, is like yeah. a like an oh shit moment. Yep, there is. Okay, well, but um, don't spoil it because I do want to watch it. But yeah, the the uh, the the actual movie itself, they uh, it, it felt rushed. Oh, did definitely. it? Definitely, yeah. And and they they like some of the uh, some of their uh, cinematography uh, decisions. I didn't really Care like because they, they they did like a lot of uh. Like close-up action, shaky cam, short shots, mm. type of thing, which I remember was uh, one thing that happened a lot with back whenever I was working at CRD, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of our um, or a, a lot of the times our producers were actually on set, mm-hmm. and for the for different movies that they were working on, and would actually kind of. Uh, you know, advise on what will work best for converting stuff to 3D. And what that usually ended up being was, like, a lot of, uh, like, the, the more action sequency stuff. 
mm-hmm. they, they would say like, oh yeah, if, you know, just make the shots like short and or mm-hmm. zoomed in. <clears throat> and then it's uh, easier for us to kind of, uh, you know, meet the turnaround time for actually putting putting the finished stuff out. Huh. But but then whenever you actually watch it like all together, it's like you're not really seeing it, anything. Yeah, it, it was more like they lost the whole concept of the whole by making a play on one of the parts. I mean, that's yeah. that's part of the reason why directing is like actually generally much harder than people take people think of because it's the person in head charge the movie who literally has to have the entire vision of the movie in front of them i mean sometimes that's the executive producer if your executive producer is like fucking amazing like kevin fage or uh john favreau or um the other dude in mandalorian what's his name it's john favreau isn't it no it's john favreau it's another dude dave filoni oh those like those guys have like a freaking vision and then the director can just focus on like the cinematography and the actors like which is generally what the director had to do in the first place right but yeah it's yeah. just it's just this whole thing now where like, there's so many moving pieces like you need to really truly have a vision of everything that's going on in order to make something like if you're trying to like actually legit like it's one thing if you're going for a money grab but if you're going trying to make something actually legit that's much harder so no like uh one, one of the uh the, the one example that stood out to me a lot that they really did this and that i didn't really like was whenever i uh way back whenever i worked on the first avengers movie mm-hmm. and i did most of that sequence where um uh when they're all fighting in new york and thor comes down on stark tower and mm-hmm. they kind of duke it out for a bit Mm-hmm. So I, I yeah I I did like most of those shots, but you, you'll notice that they were like all like really zoomed in and really quick, like half a second, just yeah. like throwing a blurry punch here and stuff like that, and, and it's like nobody's gonna see any of this. <laughs> yeah, like you you'll get like a vague idea of the shapes and in three D, but like I I would I would have rather worked on just like one long shot. Yeah. Of them, you know, throwing fists and shit. You wanted to work on some cool shit. Yeah, right. Not that I wasn't already, but... Yes. <laughs> Do you feel like that industry has kind of died out? Oh, yeah. It's... I mean, I... They, they, they're almost... Uh, the, the the ones who are still around that moved up to Canada, they, they... They've shifted more on working on, like, you know, animation and like oh interesting traditional compositing and stuff oh, like wow. that I, I i i think they still do like the occasional 3d movie but i'm not entirely sure well i'm more surprised that like you would like like they wouldn't have pivoted to like vr games or shit like that where i feel like that might have been more translatable but then again that's just me thinking about it with no technical knowledge well hmm. no cuz that that's i uh, hmm. I don't know that that's something that if you're already if it's like a video game and you're already doing the CG if if you have the know-how that's not really something that you have to farm out to other people. I guess it's fair to do at all, yeah. Or like why wouldn't they have become their own studio that did that, you know what I mean? Like pivoted yeah. and been like was 
3D movie studio is now 3D game studio. Yeah, I mean that that yeah, cause that that would be um yeah, that that wouldn't really be hard to do at all cuz you would just have to uh be like, "All right, I'll render the foreground cameras this yeah. way and the background a little bit differently and bing bang boom, done." Bing bang boom. Yeah. Actually, I don't think I've ever played a VR game. I've wanted to yeah. play Half-Life Alex so bad. It's the one where it's uh, you know part of the Half-Life series, hence the Half-Life in the title. But it's it's supposed to be really really well done, especially because it's made by Valve, and like v- Valve makes so few games anymore. But every time they do, it's just like a freaking banger. It got really high ratings. I remember that, but I really wanted to play it. I wonder if it actually continues on from the original or. So the irony is, it's actually a prequel. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it. I think what it does is it tells you the story of how Alex gets to where she is before she meets Gordon. Mm. Or it's, I feel like it's a series, a sequence of time between meeting Gordon and like, oh, something happens and she had to run, and like, you know, he does his thing and you get separated and then it's like what she did in the interim. But I don't think it's that. I think it's before, I think it's before Gordon. And I got super glue on this crate. Nice. Fuck afraid of that yeah whatever but definitely not a continuation as everybody wants yeah i know right i know that they have confirmed multiple times there's technically one person still working on half-life 3 but that's just i think just to keep the file open they'll do it they'll do it when they decide to do it (laughs) i've got an idea shut the fuck up (laughs) go put it in the box with the rest of them but sir, this leads to the incinerator. Mm-hmm. Did I fucking stutter? I mean, they make so much damn money doing all kinds of other shit that like they don't even need to worry about it. And I bet you their game design team is like multifaceted. So it's like, I'm a game designer and also I do this other insane shit. So I can like work on stuff when we're not working on games. You know? Yeah. I mean that would just be smart, you know. But I don't know. I always thought it'd be cool to work for them, but that was like you know what was that? A while I was like, ago. Yeah, I was like 15 years ago. I was thinking about that just because I like their stuff, and now I definitely can't get in. I had a better chance getting in 10, 15 years ago on an experience than I do now. Back before all the uh, video game studios started getting dinged yeah. for harassment and shit. Well, you know, I feel like uh, I mean, it's kind of kind of painting your own tombstone if you let yourself become that, you know. It's oh, like, you mean as a studio or as a a person? Yes, I mean the the, the <laughs> like I mean ultimately yes. it's just, it's just, it just boils down to the golden rule, right? It's like don't treat people badly because you don't want to be treated badly. And I'm rephrasing it because the golden rule is normally treat others as you want to be treated. And there's always going to be some asshole who's like, "You kidding? I'd love to be hit on all day." And it's like that's why I do it. I want to give that to other people. It's like no, you fucking moron. And, you know, so um, I mean, so like any any place that doesn't actually like it's like they 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 go corporate, they get a bunch of people, they have their own HR team, and then they just don't try to do anything about a correction of that. And it's like obvious enough where someone should have done something, or people whose job it is to find that shit don't do anything, and then they get all these bad press. It's like, well, you kind of had that coming if you didn't do anything about it, man. Like, 
It's like, oh man, I got bit by this iguana that I've that I was showing raw steak to on my hand for for an hour. It's like, do you need me to unpack that for you? And then they're like, this is the weirdest analogy ever. And I'm like, yes, it is. But that's what I did. Well, I mean, I, it's a little more complicated than that because it would also I, be yeah. like, this iguana pays for my life. So, it's like, how, how do you uh, huh. get in trouble the person who's like basically paying you? I, I thought the iguana... And owns iguana. everything. I thought the iguana was the 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 bad situation that you let yourself get into. Oh no. No. Well then we have clearly a difference of reptilian opinion. Well, I mean all reptiles are bad, obviously. Um just look some... at the government. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna say there are some teenage mutant ninja turtles that would like to have a word with you. Are tur- no, no, turtles are amphibians, aren't they? God damn it, you're right. Um, fuck. <laughs> Doc Connors unless, is technically a good guy. Uh, turtles versus tortoises. I have no Doc idea. Con- Doc Connors. He's a good guy, technically. He's a lizard good go. guy. I got one. Uh, Godzilla, depending on the movie, he's a good guy. It's not a guy. Guy. <laughs> Like, you're not my guy, friend. You're not my friend, buddy. Got Godzilla. Godzilla. That's Scott. He's a dick. Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> God, South Park. They got what is it? They they signed on for another six seasons and a movie, which is insane. Because it's also like, bro. We haven't had a full season since before COVID started. Like, what do you mean you just got signed on for another six? It's like George R. R. Martin saying he has another seven books planned up for, like, freaking Game of Thrones. It's like, what the fuck bullshit is this? Well, he's got to finish his first seven. Yeah. I guess. I, I guess. I mean, I'm no bookologist or anything, but... You know what I, what I never finished was the uh, the old Wheel of Time series. Uh, you know, I've known about that forever. And now that there's a show coming out about it and it looks cool, I'm like, damn it, I should have fucking read that forever ago. And then, and then when I was like, oh, I'll just look up the books and how many there are. And it's like, there's a ton of books and they're all like a thousand pages. I'm like, oh, shit. Well... I'll read that when I'm 45 or never. I want to say I got to like book eight. Oh, damn. I think I got around. This was a very long time ago. Yeah. And the the thing is like, it kind of feels like the, the way the original author was writing it, like he never actually figured out kind of how he wanted to finish the series or if he wanted yeah. to do it at all. Interesting. And then I, I, I believe he died, and then it was just kind of left up to his uh, son to try and pick up the pieces. Yeah. So to speak, at the end. And I, I think there's like spinoffs and stuff too. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. But, I mean, I know it's a, it's a massive, it's like one of those big ethos universes that people actually give a shit about and, you know, read and write books. I mean, clearly it's getting its own Amazon series, right? Like, it's not but, that big, but 
Yes. Yeah, still. I mean, you're making a you're making a you're making a TV show about a very dense like fantasy universe, from what I understand. So, I mean, that's got some commit. There's some commitment there. Yeah. I mean, from from my experience, like the first three books were like really good and you know progressed. Yeah. A lot through the story, and then after that, it just kind of got really trudgy. Oh, really? Yeah, like I, I, I think, like half of one book was like one of the characters basically just going from, like, in a caravan from one country to another, or something like that. Wheel of my travels, time. Yeah, right. Busted wheel. Heyo. And, and and of course, like the what is, bad Oregon Trail. Heyo. Well, it'd just be the same book reprinted over and over and over again. <laughs> Every time you open the book, you died of dysentery. And then, of course, like the main bad guy never even really shows up. At least not in what I had seen so far. He's just always alluded to. Yeah, it's like one of those. It's like the uh, the emperor, but evil. Yeah. For me, I I actually so we recently got Apple Plus, and. Part of the reason we got it is because it's like cheaper than every other streaming service. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Seriously? It's like cheaper than Hulu and everything. It's like five bucks a month. I was like, oh shit, I would have done this forever ago if I'd known. But I'm glad I waited till now because I didn't really, there's not as much stuff as I wanted to watch until now on there. But one book series I'm, I'm really excited to see the adaptation of. And I haven't looked at too many reviews just to, you know, not torture myself is um, Foundation because I read the Foundation books when I was a kid and I fucking loved those books. I got super into it. And I read like at least four or five of the novels. I think there's maybe six or eight total, but I read mo- almost all of them. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I just I just kind of want to see it because I also just love huge sweeping space operas, right? Like mm. that's just, that's the shit. That's my shit right there, you know? I mean, hell, like that's why I'm in 40K right now, you know? I take it that's only, only on Apple. Uh, yeah, that one's only on Apple, but um, it's an Apple, it's an Apple series. But I'm, I'm pumped to see what they do with it. I mean, I'm sure it's available at your local Pirate Bay. Yeah, right. There's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> that is a name. Yeah, I've heard quite some time.